0: Hey, we're Angela and Stephanie, fellow pantser, plotter, and your new best friends. In an industry where doing all the things to make another buck and stay afloat seems to be trending, we're here to shift the conversation. On the Indie Author Lifestyle Show, we're committed to teaching you actionable strategies that lead to a successful indie author career and life. Grab your field mugs, bring your notepad, and let's get to work. Welcome to the Indie Author Lifestyle Show. This is episode 41, and today we have an amazing guest. But before we dive into that, I do want to let you know about an upcoming event. The Woman in Publishing Summit is coming up. Um, just depending on when you're listening to it, it may have already passed, but you can check the show notes for all the details, um, get your your ticket, and sign up to watch um, the recordings. And so it's gonna be an amazing event. Stephanie and I both are doing amazing workshops. And so you probably listen in cause we're gonna teach you some fun things. I know that I'm gonna be talking a lot about technology and the tools that you need um, that help to make your life easier as a self-published author. And Stephanie, what is your topic about?
1: Yeah, my Women in Publishing Summit topic is world building. So I am breaking down all of the things, how to micro, micro world build, macro world build, what's necessary on all the different elements to building out a epic world. And so if you're like, what is that? Come to my workshop. You will learn all of the things. Oh, that's so
0: important for fantasy. I love it. So speaking of all the things, what is going on
1: in your world of writing? My friends, I am still in revisions for this book. Um, but I'm excited about it. I it I did face a hiccup. So this, hopefully this is encouragement for some of you that are like, oh my gosh, I reached a point in the book. I'm stuck. I don't know what to do. So I did reach a hiccup. Um, I am in revisions of the first draft. And this is a book that has two different points of view. One is female, one is male. And I had reached a kind of like a stumbling block with the male so like the girl she was coming her scenes were coming to me easily and I knew exactly how to fix her scenes and to build up to the different plot twists and to build up to the different plot points and all of that but I was not able to do that for him and it took me well over a week probably like two to really understand what I want to do with this character and it really just, it was just a matter of like trying different things, thinking of different ideas, asking a bunch of what if questions, (laughs) you know, what if this happened? What if that happened? What about if he does this? Well, you know, this is supposed to happen. So like, maybe this could happen. Um, And little by little writing things, deleting it, (laughs) writing again, deleting it, writing again, I finally figured out what to do with this character it took so much work (laughs) and I still have so much more to revise but I'm enjoying it that's just the process that is the process so I am deep in editing for this book um I'm excited to be like beyond these revisions (laughs) I can move to the next part of the process, but that's where I'm at right now. I'm and I'm only focusing on one book. If I try to, you know, work on something else while doing this, it won't get done. Um, and deadlines are like a real thing, so that's what I'm working on. What about you?
0: Oh my gosh, I am. Well, at the time of this recording, I'm in the middle of like launch week for music of the night, and I'm totally distracted. Like, it's just like You know, like when you release something, you're like checking rank and be like, are the ads going crazy? Am I spending too much? Am I not spending enough? Just like all the questions. And so I'm having the launch jitters. It's crazy how it never gets old. And this is like, oh, I've kind of lost count. I think it's my 20th book or something like that. I don't know, but (laughs) it's fun. But when I have time and when I feel calm, I have been sitting down and working on my epic fantasy that's coming out this summer. So it's um, the series title is Lore of Nomadia. And, and finally, finally getting back to epic fantasy and different points of views and fun characters. And I'm excited because I'm writing about um, three different characters. One's a bounty hunter, one's a fawn, and one is a water nymph. So it's fun. I'm really enjoying that. So as I calm down from like book launch, I need something to hold my attention. And so that's, that's working, (laughs) but it's fun. I really do enjoy the process of writing fantasy and all the different things that come up and the learning, it just never ends. And that's something that I'm so grateful for and just blessed to be able to write fantasy. So, I guess let's dig into our interview. This is going to be a fun one. We are talking to Allie Dethridge, and she has some tips for us on productivity. So, without further ado, let's hop in. Hello, and welcome to the Indie Author Lifestyle Show. We are back with another episode. And this week, we have a very special guest. Allie Dethridge is on to chat about her new book, Sort by Season and also to share some tips on productivity and how to uh, be more productive with your your life. So Allie, I'll turn it over to you. Thank you for coming on the show and welcome. We'd love to hear more about kind of your journey to becoming a published author and why you decided to go the indie route.
2: Uh, yes, it's so nice to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I actually decided to write this book in the summer of 2019, and there was another project I've been working on. I've actually been working on a fantasy idea for years, and I'm a fantasy writer too. (laughs) And um, I was at a point where I had this idea for a decluttering book because I had been doing this method on my own for a while, and I thought, you know, this would be really great to share and tell people about, And I was talking to my boyfriend about it. And I said, you know, should I continue? What do you think I should do? Should you think I should continue working on this story that I've been working on forever and get that done? Or should I go after this other idea I have? And he was like, well, the one, the decluttering one is shorter, right? And I said, yeah, it's a lot shorter. And he said, I think you would feel really good about finishing something and getting it out into the world. And I'm really glad I took it as advice because it does feel good to have it have it out there. And I knew it probably wouldn't get picked up by a traditional publishing house because it's it's so short. It's 10,000 words. And, you know, I just thought it would be a better option to do it myself.
0: Yeah. And I love that you kind of focus on finishing a project because I feel like that's where a lot of authors get hung up. Like we start something that's big and it's massive and it's overwhelming and we're just in the weeds for like years and years working on it. And sometimes we just need to step back and go, okay, let me focus on something that I can finish to give myself some encouragement uh, and then go for it. So that's that's awesome that you did that.
2: Thank you. Yes. And it feels so good to just have it out there in the world and just to get started on the on your career path even if your next project takes takes a while or it's bigger you know that you have something that you can direct people to that's yours and that is your voice and then that can get people on your
0: on your bandwagon and for future projects. Yeah and so This is a nonfiction book. And so you're right. You also write fantasy. And so did you, did you try to, did you decide to use a pen name with this book or is it just published under the same name you'll use for fantasy writing?
2: Well, this one, the one I, that I published sort by season under is my, my actual name. I think I might publish the fantasy under a pin name, but it would all be the same social media. Like it would all direct back to the same website, the same YouTube channel, Instagram, Facebook, all of that. So it would still be me and I would even use the same pictures, but I just might keep them separate on Amazon itself. So that when people go to my catalog, they see
0: something similar. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Go ahead, Stephanie. I'll stop. Yeah, no.
1: <laughs> no, I'm curious about it because it's about decluttering, right? And yes you know, while we're recording this, it is February. So we're getting close to spring, spring cleaning, getting all of your stuff out. And so um, what made you choose decluttering? Like, because, you know, when you think of like, you know, Self-help books, non-fiction books—the first thing you think of is like, oh, like finances or getting your mind right or things like that. But it's like, oh, I know—it's like cleaning out your life. Right. I think that's super awesome. What made you choose decluttering? Well,
2: I just—I noticed that whenever I had a, cl- a, sorry, I just combined two words. Whenever I had <laughs> a, a space that was clear of anything I didn't need, I felt like I could focus a lot better mm. on whatever it is I was working on, including writing. Um, so I had, I had had just so much stuff when I lived in a studio apartment and I kept moving it around with me from place to place to place. And finally, I just like once or, or, um, three or four times a year, I was, I just started decluttering certain sections of it. Like I would always do my closet one time of the year and my kitchen another time of the year. And I just noticed that I was doing that consistently. And every time I did it, I felt better overall. I Mm. felt more focused and I thought this would help a a lot of people just focus on anything more in their lives. If they can declutter consistently and not have it be such a daunting project, if it's just something they do a little bit of every year, they can get so much more done otherwise.
1: Yeah, no, that's a really great point. And so you don't just write, right? Like you also teach and we're going to get into that, but So what has been the greatest benefit, right? Because you're doing multiple things and there has to be a point to like wanting to clear out because I know I'm that way too. Like if, like I actually did that uh, recently where I took just about everything off my desk. I was like, I am about sick and tired of having so much stuff on my desk. Get it out of there. Focus, (laughs) right. And I realized like, oh, well, like this really helps me with my productivity to get things done. And so what was the biggest benefit for you as an author and as someone who also teaches after decluttering? biggest benefit?
2: Well, it was easier for me to reach my things, essentially, especially when I was teaching. Um, I had a lot of props and toys that I just didn't need. And when I would be in the middle of teaching, I was like, hold on, (laughs) looking for a teddy bear, you know, Um, same thing when I was writing when I I would write and I would just like need a pen I just couldn't find a pen because I had all this other stuff everywhere so it just it helps me stay focused on the task at hand and not get distracted looking for something that I need when I'm in the middle of of something like a bigger idea like it just helps me stay focused when I know there's a pen right here and boom I have a pen you know
0: (laughs) yeah that's really (laughs) awesome because I like that focus part of it Uh, just because, and I feel the same way when things are messy or cluttered, or there's a a pal of something somewhere. I'm just like, I have to clean it up before I can sit down and write like these things have to be in order. And so that that's really cool that you have a book about it. And I want to ask for the book, I guess, who, who does it help? So for example, um, I know we have a lot of listeners that, you know, some of them live alone, some of them live with roommates, some of them live with family, some of them have lots of kids. And so how, how will this book benefit them at the the different stages of their lives?
2: Well, I tried to keep it as general as possible, so that it would help as many people as possible. I tried to include a lot of examples. Um, for example, I got, I got some, I asked some questions to my parents on their point of view, some of my friends. Um, I was trying to think of things that helped me when I was single and things that helped me now that I live with someone. I try to have it cover as many bases as possible and have it focus on just customizing the journey for you and for where you are in your life so that uh, it helps minimalists, maximalists, (laughs) uh, people that have kids at home, people that have kids that are off at college or that have their own families and like just the different ways you can clutter declutter those areas of your home based on where you are in your life
1: that's really great and so like let's say someone goes out right now and they're like oh I I need this like yesterday right and they go and they buy the book what are some of the things that they can learn to like declutter in their own homes or you know their different spaces that they they're in all the time Oh uh, well,
2: I do focus. So the book is about dividing what you own mentally into four categories, and the most common are probably kitchen, clothing, storage, and memories. And so I try to focus on those big areas, so that if, so that if, most people, for example, need help cl- decluttering their kitchen. So now that's one big area of the home that they can go and uh, get the book and go right to that chapter and. Get all these different ideas for how to declutter that specific area.
0: Oh, I really like that. And I actually need to get this book because my husband and I, we have a lot of memories and we just, oh my God, it's piling up. It's getting bad. (laughs) So I need help decluttering my memories.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I've got a section for that for you.
0: (laughs) Yes. No, that's great. And I wanted to touch on, so you do more than just write, which is something that we talk a lot about in the show. We talk about having multiple streams of income, and then we also talk about how you should make writing a priority, but even though it's not the only thing you're doing. So will you share with us some of the other things that you do and kind of how you structure your time to make sure that you are productive?
2: Yes. uh, So I actually, I teach English online to children that live in China. I'm an English as a second language teacher. Um, And because of the time difference, I work from about 3 3 a.m. to 7 a.m., about seven days a week. Um, So I help them in the mornings. And then that's like my money, my big (laughs) money-making job. I'm not making money from, uh, that much from being an author yet. So that's my main priority is, is, is that job and making sure I get bookings and I really market myself to the parents for that. Um, And then after that, I take a nice hearty break. I take a good nap. (laughs) And then um, I kind of think of it as the next, like the the second half of my day, like kind of I restart around noon. And that's when I work on my other projects that I hope make money one day, like writing. And I have an Etsy shop because I like to paint. Um, I have digital products uh, in my Etsy shop of of my, my art. And um, I also do YouTube, I'm a YouTuber, or I guess you call it an author tuber, where I do writing sprints, I hope so is on my channel three days a week. And um, those are all things I hope to make money with someday. So I kind of start the day (laughs) with my income, take a break, and then work on
1: projects that I hope make me money one day. Okay, this is so fascinating, (laughs) because balance is bogus, right? Like we learned that the hard way last year, balance is totally bogus. But (laughs) Um, I love that because even though you are teaching, you know, children in a foreign country, you know, how to speak English, let's just be real, like there are parents listening to this who have several kids and they have to wake up at those hours, get their writing in or get their marketing in and then take care of family and then like squeeze in business in between their day and so how do you having said balance is bogus how do you balance right like because 3 a.m and it's not like you're waking up at three it's like no you're on the clock at three so like that's very much so I mean your sleeping schedule and just everyday schedule you know it's like completely different so how do you go about balancing that and like getting your priorities in line
2: So I try to group things together that are similar. For example, um, I always teach the same time every day. I always relax after that. I relax and read and nap the same time every day. And then I always work on my other projects in the same time of the day. So I try to group them all together. Um, So, um, and then, you know, in the evenings later, probably around four or five o'clock, that's when I hang out with my boyfriend or my friends. So I still have time to see them and, you know, eat. (laughs) Um, And then I go to bed. All my friends know that I'm done at like 6.30 because I have to be in bed by about 7, 7.30 so I can get up at 2. So I just try to try to keep everything um, in certain time chunks, time blocks. And that really helps me balance everything. So I know that if I want to Uh, For example, watch a TV show, I know it's going to be done after I teach but before I do my, my writing, it's going to be done in that time block.
0: Wow, that's a really, really different schedule and it's really cool how you kind of put everything in the time block. So I heard that's pretty important to make sure that you know, okay, this is when I'm doing these things. So how do you keep yourself motivated? Like, do you ever have days where you're like, Oh, well, you know, I'm going to slack off or take a day off. Cause that's what I love to do. I love my days off.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I do too. I do too. I try to schedule days off. I try to make myself take the same days off. For example, I know my boyfriend is always off on Sundays and Wednesdays. So I always take Sundays and Wednesdays off so I can spend some time with him. Um, But we don't spend that whole time together. You know, we do our own things as well. So I know I'll have all day to either hang out with him or relax. Um, So I think it's important to schedule in that relaxation time, that self-care time. But yeah, self-care time
0: and stay motivated.
2: Yes, yes. Um, so it's it's very important to me to to make sure that I always get some of that in as well, because that helps me get motivated. And I usually do that self-care. Um, I do some other self-care rituals and like my relaxation time so that I'm motivated to, and it kind of springs me into my writing and YouTube and Etsy shop time, the things I'm not getting paid for. <laughs> um, and I have transi- transition activities. So I always know at 12 o'clock I want to get started on those projects, so I will always make myself a cup of coffee and have a cookie and that that gets me in the mindset to get started on those projects because I know when that happens that means it's time to to get to work. I sit down on my desk with those things and it it puts me in the mindset to get going um, on those particular tasks.
1: Now, I love that you just said that, right, because wanted to have it. And so you really don't have to think about it, you can just do it, you know, subconsciously and get that done. But also to get your mind in that space to get the writing things done, right? Because that does come after you've already expended so much mental energy, teaching children. And so I think that's really awesome. And speaking of writing, I want to talk about your author tube. So what exactly, Now I know you mentioned that you do writing sprints as well, but what are you doing with your author tube? Because that is like a broad statement. And for, you know, for listeners that are like, what's an author tube? Um, <laughs> it's teaching on YouTube for authors. Like if you want to write, if you want to publish your books, if you want to be a reviewer, any of those kinds of things is thrown under the, the- Broad umbrella of author tube. It's kind of like Instagram with Bookstagram, right? Like that can mean so many different things. And so, what exactly do you do with your author tube?
2: Uh, I mostly do just writing sprints. So writing sprints are when you you host a time for writers to get together, and they'll set a timer, and you will all try to write as much as you can, and then you'll stop and take a break, and you'll chat in the live chat and such. Um, I like to do that three times a week. I do that on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 4pm and on Saturday mornings at 9am for about three hours each. And um, I like to be there for for authors to be their cheerleader, to motivate them, Um and to get them excited about writing, to see how much they can write in this this three hour block. Um, On Saturdays, I also do a group writing prompt. So that kind of helps us take a break from our projects and do some work on something um, and then share what we all have and see how different we can take a prompt, like the different directions we can all go in. Um, So I I really like to, to make authors excited about coming back to this place where they feel like they can they can write and that it's going to be fun. And then that gets them to get more words in and it gets their books out faster and it just gives the world more to read.
0: Yeah, that is brilliant. And we'll include the link in the show notes because I- Absolutely love that ideal. Uh, one of the things that really helped me finish my first novel was going to writing sprints. And this was, this was years ago back in 2015, um, before, you know, pandemics were a thing and all that. Uh, but I would every Sunday I would go meet up with this group at a local coffee shop and we would say, Okay, this is what I'm working on. And then heads down, we just write for three hours. It it was amazing. Just being, I didn't realize it, but just being around that many people that were doing the exact same thing was so motivating. And so I think it's incredible that you're doing that. How did you get get started with that? Was it just just an ideal you had or?
2: Um, I actually found some online as well, I think I was looking, I didn't even know that they were a thing, and I was looking up something about writing on YouTube, and I came across someone that was in the middle of doing live sprints, and I clicked on it, I think it was uh, Mallory Cooper, love her, Um, and I clicked on it, and I was like, this is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. (laughs) and um she always does like 20 minute blocks, and then chats with everyone for 10 minutes and then um I found out that a lot of people were doing this and I decided to jump on that as well um because I thought um I I thought I would be really good about motivating people and being a a good source of like perky energy for them (laughs) and um it seems to work because I get I get quite a few views every time, about 50, um, and then uh, we have like I have like consistent people that come back, and everyone's doing really well. That comes, they're all chugging along on their projects.
0: Yeah, that's incredible. And I can definitely see that being something that's just so needed for authors, just because writing is such a a lonely process. Like you're sitting by yourself in front of your computer and knowing that, okay, I'm going to join Allie's session because she's going to be my cheerleader and she's going to cheer me on and I'm going to be organized and I'm actually going to write my book now. Like, that's amazing. That's like, kind of like the kind of coaching I need. (laughs) Yes.
2: (laughs) Yes, I, and I always talk in the, the chats too. I love it when I see other people rooting each other on because I really want it to be a space where everyone supports one another and um, applauds one another's successes. And I love when I see that going on in the chat and just knowing that um, they came together. Um, I, because I hosted this, they all came together and are, and are now there supporting each other. It's very beautiful.
1: Yeah no that's awesome. Uh, Community is huge especially now. Um, Yeah I think 2020 I learned just how important community is especially as a writer because it was not only was it a long year but like it it does get very isolated you know what I mean especially like for you know writers like Angela and I who are not only fantasy writers but we're both epic fantasy writers <laughs> and so the projects can take some time <laughs> right. and you get halfway through and you're like okay <laughs> uh, but I love that you're doing that with author tube and do you have any other like goals for it like is it just a hobby or do you like one day plan to monetize your author tube um, I would
2: like to monetize it. I don't know how yet. I would like to be a source of income, though. Um, I was also doing some regular videos, but honestly, it was a little hard for me to do those consistently because uh, just with my schedule, I thought really the best time for me to do them was between my classes in the morning, and that just really wasn't working. So I've kind of uh, paused that and decided to do more sprints instead Um, So I don't know how I'll monetize it in the future, but I would like to, I would like to somehow with
1: ads or something. No, that's super awesome. And then like, I'm going to, I'm jumping back here all over the place. It's okay. That's me (laughs) Uh, with um, sorting by seasons. Right. So is that going to be like, just like the one, um, the one book, and then it'll be like, kind of like standalone, like a one-off on its own, or Do you think like you would do like maybe a volume two and like continue it? do
2: you think uh uh, I think it would be it will be a one-off because I really my passion is fiction Mm. and I really want to go in that direction I might write something else one day about like frugal and you know spending habits being frugal um but as of right now I think I'm going to be focusing on fiction because that's where my my heart lies (laughs)
1: And with your fiction, right? So how did you go about balancing the two? Um, Because I have dabbled in that, you know, working on something that was nonfiction and then working on something that is difficult, (laughs) just very difficult because your mind has to switch, right? So how do you handle writing, you know, working on while you were working on um, sorting by season, but then also like, well, I need to get this fiction ahead as well.
2: Oh yeah, the fiction. When I decided to do sort by season, it was a hard stop on the on the fiction. I just had to I had to completely focus on that, and um, I actually had, I had finished the first draft, sent it to my editor, and started looking at my notes again for my fiction. And I started getting like my mind started going back into that world, and then I had to pull myself back out of it because I needed to do a lot of edits. yeah, my, the first draft of my book was only about 5,000 words. I, I had to double it. Um, yeah, the, the finished project is, is double what my first draft was. So I had to completely pull myself out again, finish the book. And um, now that the marketing for it is, um, it's, it's slowed down a little bit. So now I'm just now getting back into the fiction again, uh, just last week. So yeah, it's, I had to really focus on, on one or the other. I couldn't do both at the same time. I know some people can, but I'm not one of them.
0: <laughs> no, I hear you. I like to switch between projects too. Um, I I just finished an epic fantasy that took me like two years to write. And so it just, anytime it got slow, I would change over to a different project so that I could keep my momentum and those projects are all done, but this book just took forever. So (laughs) I understand sometimes you just need a mindset shift and change in order to get something done. Right. Exactly. Yes. Well, I don't think I have any additional questions for you, Stephanie, anything else?
1: No, I would just ask you, Allie, like for Sort by season, what is like the biggest takeaway that you want readers um, to get from it? Like what was the reason for you writing it for them specifically? Uh, My biggest takeaway is that it's, it's your journey. So customize
2: it and do whatever works best for you. It's okay. If you um, just can't get into decluttering right away. And if you just need to spend a year just looking over what you have, and sections and kind of deciding what your categories are, um, how would you you would divide up your home, kind of taking stock of what you already own and just familiar familiarizing yourself. It's okay to do that. It's okay to go slow. You have your whole life to declutter. So as long as you do it consistently, it's going to happen. Um, you know, one year you might only declutter a few things and the next year you might declutter a lot and get rid of a lot of things. But it's not about getting rid of as much as you can. It's about finding what's right for your home and finding what belongs there and what you want around. And, um, you know, you don't want to look around one day and realize you don't have anything, no decorations uh, or anything at all because you want to have exactly what makes you feel most comfortable in your home. And so that's what it's all about. And whatever, if, if the goal is to be as comfortable as possible in your home, then the process to get there should be as comfortable as possible as well.
0: I really like that. That's great advice. and thank you so much for being on the show and sharing. and we'll definitely include links to sort by season and to your website and to your YouTube channel in the show notes. <laughs> so thank it's you. it's been a pleasure having you on. and I love your your attitude and your personality. and I will be dropping by one of your uh, writing sessions and joining you on that.
2: Very good. I would love to have you. Yes, everyone is welcome to come
0: well thanks so much and we will talk again soon yes thank you so much for having me thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the indie author lifestyle show the journey to becoming a full-time author on your own terms is easier than you think with workshops writing and marketing resources and more we're here to help you live your best indie author life Ready to dive in? Visit IndieAuthorLifestyle.com for more details. Let's chat again in the next episode.